0: Was a good friend of mine. Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. I'm flying solo today because my co pilot, Lil Barron, is actually out of town for a really cool reason. She is celebrating her husband's retirement. Uh, He's gone up north to Salt Lake City to celebrate that 47 years of working for the same company. And they are celebrating, which I think is definitely an accomplishment worth celebrating. So I'm solo today. But for the past couple of weeks, we've touched on some of the benefits that are available to athletes at the Huntsman World Senior Games. And today I want to continue that tradition. I want to talk a little bit today about our training room. Now, listen... The Games is a big event. Almost 12,000 athletes from all around the world. And some of those senior athletes arrive in absolute prime condition. No injuries, no pain, no strains. They're ready to go. So for those five or six people, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the rest of them that are out there. No, seriously, senior athletes are almost another breed of people. Tough. You want to talk about tough. These men and women are tough. They're willing and able to work through the pain to achieve their goals. They're determined. They're capable. They're strong. These are senior athletes. And sometimes they need a little extra tape to hold everything together. So seriously, if you need to have that ankle taped or provide a little bit of extra support, you need to have that shoulder looked at, or maybe that knee just to make sure everything is okay. We've got you covered. At the Dixie Convention Center, we offer training and taping services as part of your registration fee. Every day from about 9 to 5 during the games, we have trained and professional trainers who are on hand to help you out. Some of our sports take place right there in the Dixie Convention Center, so that's easy access. But if your sport does not happen right there All athletes are invited and encouraged to take full advantage of the training and the taping services available and provided by the amazing trainers of Intermountain Health. Just one more amazing benefit that you get as an athlete at the Huntsman World Senior Games. Today's guest, this is going to be a great one. 51-year-old Olympic wrestler, Rulin Gardner, learned hard work and determination, just like those senior athletes, while growing up on a dairy farm in Wyoming. Rulin began wrestling at the age of six when he uh, attended an annual wrestling camp. He continued wrestling throughout high school and college, went on to become the gold medal winner against all odds. And I mean, really against every single odd at the 2000 Sydney Olympics, where he perpetrated the miracle on the mat against the Russian bear, Alexander Carlin. And if that wasn't enough, he came back from an amputation and took home the bronze medal in the 2004 athens olympic and there's a whole bunch of other stuff in the middle there Rulin was inducted as a distinguished member of the national wrestling hall of fame in 2010 Rulin, welcome to the show well it's good to be here it's uh fun to
1: Actually, be able to look back and reminisce about the the good old days and the times gone by, but then also the chance we have to still compete and, and look at moving forward
0: absolutely and that 's what we want to get into today. I do want to backtrack just a little bit. You and I have gone back a long time we we met each other. And it's been almost 20 years ago At the Utah Summer Games We invited you to come And be our speaker At our opening ceremonies Peripherally We have a, a, an even further Back connection I don't know if you know this or not But I grew up in Idaho I went to North Fremont High School In Ashton, Idaho And when I was a wrestler In high school We used to go to the Star Valley Wyoming Wrestling Tournament Now the last time I went I think I was a freshman I might have been a sophomore But I wrestled 112 that year I remember that I went to and done I, w- I wasn't great that year for me But I know you were there wrestling probably in the 189 215 oh i was heavyweight (laughs) i
1: was i was uh, 275 right on the dot right
0: on the dot right on that just about as heavy as you could be 285 would have well it probably was unlimited during your time wasn't it no no it was you had a a limit 275 is the weight class because there was a time when that heavyweight class was called unlimited Mm -hmm. um but 285 so you were right there i didn't meet you there i don't i don't remember your wrestling um, but I know that we were in the gym at the but same time. But the question time.
1: was, was it 85? It had been December of 85.
0: So let's see.
1: Was, what year, what, what was that, year? Were
0: you a senior that year? No, well, I, 89, I was a senior. Okay. So I so graduated in 92. So I would have been there probably in 80, 88 or 89. So Were I lost. There? Oh,
1: yeah. I lost in the finals. <laughs> my only loss my senior year to this oh, guy no. named Frazier from Idaho, who I'd pinned the year before in the really? final or not in the finals, but in the tournament. Up to and it. so I thought, oh, this is going to be this. easy. Kid from Highland, Idaho. He's nothing. You know, I'm a stud from Wyoming and I got beat. And, oh, but they went out man. there and they, they, they coached against me and it just was devastating because the problem was not only did I lose my only match my senior year in high school, I still had to go home and milk the cows and feed the cows <laughs> after the match. So I got into the house about 30, 2 o'clock in the morning.
0: After you uh, had re- rolled up the mats as well and put everything away, mopped them down, then you got to go milk the cows. Life lessons, though, right? Oh,
1: every day. That's, that's something that I've never had an undefeated season. And, you know, being a competitive athlete, you always want to be perfect at Absolutely. all levels. But you realize in sports and athletics or and in life, as in life. And nothing life. is ever perfect and so you continually strive to improve to to be the best
0: Now, I want to talk about that. You talked about life. Life has thrown you a few curves, and you've handled them, and you swerve with them, and that's something that I've always admired about you. But when you were a little kid, you were diagnosed with a learning disability. Uh, You mentioned that you were kind of one of the bigger kids. That probably led to a little bit of teasing, maybe even what we would call bullying these days. Mm -hmm. How did some of those early curveballs that you were thrown help you on the wrestling mat later on in your life?
1: Well, if you... If you look at my, kind of my childhood, I remember, you know, now, you know, before my mom had passed away, you know, she's like, "Ruling, you were so uncoordinated. You just didn't have a care in the world. You you weren't focused. And now I coach wrestling and I have some of those same athletes. Sure. And it's like, I tell the parents, just, just keep, keep him engaged, keep challenging him. Yeah. Someday he'll get it. I yeah. got it. And as I, as I got you know diagnosed with my learning disability, reading comprehension, speed of reading, I struggled at reading. And so I had people around me that really, you know, encouraged me to work hard. And it really was, you know, kind of daunting every day being made fun of, you know, kids that were my sure, classmates, yeah. teasing you, bullying you, doing whatever, because you're not as good a reader as them. And so for me, I remember a lot of times at recess kids would go out, come back in. I'm still taking the test because yeah. I struggled at reading that much, but all the way through and, and, you know, talking about competitive wrestling, I had a brother who was one year older than me and my brother's name was Reynolds and he used to torment me every yeah. day he used to make fun of me and you know we wrestled you know for during high school it was during two and a half months you know then yeah. we you know junior high it was a month and then elementary it was four days a year so right. for us wrestling was just part of life but it wasn't something i was really good at and so my brother always all those years of you know learning and working on the farm you know we were up during the summer 6 30 o'clock every morning until you know 11 o'clock 12 o'clock every night and we did it again the next day because that's what it takes when you live on a rural yeah. dairy farm, and you yeah. know, the work is endless. And I was actually the youngest of nine children, and so when we got older, so
0: you got all the crap jobs. It, you know, that's,
1: <laughs> that's something I always say. You know, the cow manure runs downhill; it it ends up in your lap, and you can you know complain about it, or you go out and do what's responsible for you. And you know, it wasn't until my senior year, the end of my junior year, I beat my brother Reynolds. You know, he was a senior coach is like, Hey, he's a senior. I'm like, I don't care as, I don't care. as, We're as long going. as I can watch him. We're going for win state. Yeah. yeah. And then my senior year I won the state championship, even though I lost at the star Valley invitational it <laughs> still, it still gets me in the guard. I'm like, "Nah, I hate losing. But you know, that was an opportunity. But then I got uh, recruited by a former North, you know, Fremont coach, Bob Christensen, yeah. who said, Rulon, Hey, I'd like you to come wrestle. And I'm like, Bob, you, I'm like, you went to the start of life, You watched me lose my only match my senior year, and you still recruited me. He goes, Rulan, he said, the one thing you have is you have heart, you have hard work and devotion. If I can teach you technique, I can make you a champion. Yeah. And I'm like, but you have any other wrestler in the country you could have recruited? He goes, Rulan, I didn't want them. I wanted you. And, and in my awesome. first year, I took third in the nationals at the junior college ranks And my sophomore year. I ended up winning the junior college nationals and got a scholarship offer to University of Nebraska. And when I graduated high school, I still had that learning disability. And I talked to a high school counselor and the high school counselor like, oh, you go to college, you'll flunk, you'll fail, yeah. you'll never make it all the way to, you know, all the way to going to college. And then as I left for school, my mom said, "Ruin, really, keep your feet on the ground, your head out of the clouds, remember who you are and
0: where you're from. And that and was all you needed to know. Oh, and she's like, you know, I brought you in this world. I'll take you out of this world. And <laughs> that was all, that, that was that was helpful as well. That, those all those four pieces of advice were great, but the five was the cherry on the top, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you you know, and I, I, you know, I, I was one of those kids that
1: never wanted to make mom mad because yeah. you knew that she put her heart and soul. She went back to nursing school when I was in eighth grade. Yeah,
0: nine kids, man. Yeah. You got to help out, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, and
1: it was crazy. You know, and she worked so hard, and she was always there to support us. And you know, she was just relentless, and she was the sweetest woman in the world but the hardest working woman yeah. in the world. And you would never hear a mean word come out of her mouth. And it was just something I never wanted to, you know, put my mom down.
0: her. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I do want to talk about the Olympics. We have mm-hmm. to talk about the Olympics. Yeah. So you, you kind of set the stage. Um, you weren't a prodigy. I mean, yeah. you were a hard worker. You did your best, but you, you know, you kind of muddled your way through to some degree. You had some success, mm-hmm. uh, scholarships, opportunities to wrestle at college. You're coming into the Olympics, and you know Greco-Roman champion Alexander Carlin I mean this guy if you're not in the wrestling world you might not you might not know like what what was happening here but mm-hmm. this guy was truly I mean he was unbeatable mm-hmm he had multiple multiple olympic world medals i mean if you've seen a picture of him he was just scary looking and you're just this farm boy from wyoming you're coming into the olympics you win your way into the finals through hard work and grit and just sheer determination you're facing literally the unbeatable the unbeatable wrestler what goes into your mind when you step onto that mat
1: well I think in life, and you know, as, as I've traveled and spoken to a lot of schools and stuff, you you go through and you go back to the basics. You know, what's the basic foundation of who we are and what makes us special? And for me, I I'm six one. I'm not very tall. I wasn't very skilled. I didn't start wrestling Greco-Roman until after college. Yeah, and yeah. so it was four years of wrestling Greco when I won the Olympics. And so for me. You know, I had, you know, just like my brother, you know, always torturing me. I had a guy named McAfari (laughs) who three times, and Corellon was a nine-time world champion, a three-time Olympic gold medalist who was never defeated in competition. And so here, you know, here's Corellon standing out there. I remember the first time I saw him was in 1997. I made the world team the first year. McAfari, who just won the Olympic silver medal in 1996, he took a year off. And so in 97, I went to the Worlds, and I I wrestled Corellon in the quarter, in the semifinals, and he threw me on my head three times he broke two vertebrae in my neck and i i didn't know who he was i walked off i'm like that dude's pretty that good that guy's pretty good <laughs> because i was so new to the sport i hadn't yeah. been really exposed to it and so yeah. walking out there i had Macafari, i had to train with i had to beat and then i finally beat mcafari going into 2000 and then i'm getting ready for the olympics a month before the olympics i'm now the olympian kind of cocky a little bit of ego
0: well you got to be excited about it
1: oh yeah yeah i mean you get you get excited about it but then you also lose focus and i went to a tournament in Russia, and i'm wrestling the number two russian a guy named yuri patrick in the finals of this tournament in moscow went through 30 other guys to get yeah, to the finals yeah and i'm like oh i'm going to show Karelin didn't wrestle because he doesn't wrestle in these little tournaments right. he's, he's just waiting the for the
0: olympics in the world yeah.
1: so i go out there and i'm like i'm going to prove how good i am and he hip tosses me and pins me in 13 seconds oh. and i hadn't been pinned since junior high yeah that hurts as i got pinned it was the best thing to ever happen to me yeah because it brought me back to reality, brought me back to focus, brought me back to what I need to realize is important. And I had hard work, determination, dedication, you know, commitment. I got rid of ego, attitude, cockiness, and I had a month. And we got ready. We got to Sydney and it was, it was perfect. And walking in there, you know, what was crazy is I you pull out a number out of a hat. And I was 15 and Corellon was 14. I'm like, oh, I'm going to wrestle in the first round. And luckily, he was on the top <laughs> side of the bracket. I was on the low side. We so ended, you, so you had on. your
0: chance. If you understand how brackets work, that means you, you won't meet him until the finals.
1: Yep. If you can make it to if the finals. If you can
0: make it to the finals, which is not a given. It's the Olympic Games. These are the best of the best in the entire world. But you did. Yeah. made and it to the I finals. I never
1: won a world medal to that point. 97 was the only year I had made... The world team, team. 98, McAfee came back, took second at the Worlds that year. 99, another American, Tremil Byers, went and took sixth at the Worlds. And I'm like, I talked to my coach, Steve Fraser. I'm like, hey, I've been here, Olympic champion. I said, I've been here for three years. I said, I'm not improving. He goes, ruling. Oh, no, we we see it. We know. They can see the development. I'm like, you keep training for the next year. And I doubted myself, but I said, you know what? Olympic champion tells me I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I end up making the Olympic team. Got to Sydney, and you know, you walk out on the mat, and all you can start thinking about is just don't
0: start crying. Is the you know the whole world's watching? It's the biggest stage on earth. Yep. It's the biggest stage on earth, and especially for kind of a fringe sport like wrestling. I mean, you know, you've got football and basketball; those are the highlight sports, especially here in the United States. Soccer is big around the world. Badminton is big in in Asia. You know some some of these French sports that you only hear about once every four years. You know your your track and field, your swimming, some of those things like that, which are amazing sports, but just for whatever reason we don't hear about them. Wrestling fits within that bill for sure, but at this time it's the biggest stage in the world. Biggest match of your life up to that point. Mm-hmm. And again, like, I, I can't overemphasize this enough. I remember this match very clearly. I was such a fan at the time. Continue to be a fan to this day, but such a fan at the time. I knew there was no way. I mean, I believed in you like I believe in America, but this guy was the Russian bear. And you went out there and you did what? Well,
1: as, as we walked out there, and it was kind of funny as my coaches were like, "Rulin, Rulin, he's nervous. You're going to beat him, Rulin." I'm like, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, my, and my coaches are like, but it's the final. I'm like, just leave me alone. And later we had talked about it, you know, and you go to practice every day, you wake up, you go to work out, you're in your own head. You're not living in this Olympic moment. Right. Yeah. So that day I walked out to the Olympic match. You know, they always say, act like you've been there before. And I act out, you know, it's any other warm up, any other practice, walking out, getting ready to wrestle. And then you're standing on the stage and they announce you, you know, you know, USA, From the United States
0: of America, a ruling gardener. And you
1: hear the crowd scream and you're like. oh Oh, this is a big deal (laughs) and all i could think is just don't start crying in front of everybody so you know it was just the emotions i was going through yeah but then you know that this you know corellon's four inches five inches taller me i'm six one he's like six five six six he's this behemoth of a man and it's like you realize you're getting ready for war but you know what everything else at that point i'm like you know what i don't look at things as being an obstacle I look at everything as being an opportunity. Even if I fail, I learn from that failure. But then here's Corellan. You know, he's supposed to beat me. He's, you know, he's anticipated. And my coach is like, Rulin, he's going to be big and strong. You got to be fast and quick. You got to make him wrestle your style. You got to get in the face. You got to let him know you can't let him score early. So you got to go after him. Yeah. And then, you know, and going after a guy like that, how can you beat somebody who's unbeatable? And that's where you take your moments. You chip at him. You come in. But then what's funny is, I'm, you know, and I didn't look like much as a wrestler, but I used to wrestle. We used to have two hour grind matches and a two hour grind match just wears you into the ground. Yes, it does. And I was, and I was a cardio machine growing up at 7,000 feet elevation in Wyoming with the hard work. And the one thing I realized I had was my conditioning, my mental toughness growing up on the farm, growing up with my brother, growing up with all the adversity challenges. That was where my mind. Was you brought the it. Best. You brought
0: it all with you. Yep. And you left it all on the mat. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Hundred percent. You know. You're like, hey, you know what? I got nothing to lose, and I'm going to come after Karelin. And all that big, beautiful muscle that he had, he hadn't trained it for two hours like we had. Yeah. And if you can turn that two hours into nine minutes of pure fury and and heck, you <laughs> give it to him. And that's what we did. Is you know we went after him and Karelin. The first minute he was strong. He just outpowered. Oh, yeah, me. yeah. Second, third, fourth, fifth. You started to feel it, right? You yeah. To feel it. all that muscle turns into spaghetti yeah. and all that muscle is now deteriorated because they haven't trained it at that high level and that's what we go you know i didn't beat you as a heavyweight most heavyweights deteriorate over the a match over the, the, the course me, of a match yeah i start slow and once we start build up steam, we start sweating like a grease pig at the state fair. Once you start <laughs> sweating at the end of the match, it is sticky and slimy and everything else. But that's where I'm good because I don't beat you. It's pure muscle and strength because these guys are much stronger than me. I beat them because of my tenacity and the the ability to stay focused like a little, you know, I'm like a little Chihuahua. I may not beat you (laughs) quick. I'm just going to keep nipping at you until I finally beat you. That's
0: a bit of a stretched analogy there. I don't know. There's little or Chihuahua in you at all. Chihuahua maybe, but certainly not little. You win the match. Favorite moment of Olympic history for me, the cartwheel at the end. I just, I loved it. I love it. And and people have seen that highlight reel a hundred times. Um, man, we, we, I want I wanted to dig into this more, but I want to talk a little bit more about.
1: Can I have one please second? Please do, please okay, do. So, so at the cartwheel, everybody's like, and right before I go up, you know, everybody else is doing a backflip. And they're like, and my, you know, Kevin Bragg is like, what, <laughs> or actually Corey Farker is like, what are you going to do if you win? I'm like, oh, He's like, you knew a cartwheel. I'm like, mm, I uh, had a pretty cartwheel. And so I'm out there and I go out and I wrestle and I'm on the stage and I'm like, you just won. What are you going to do, backflip? I'm like, uh, and I thought of all the <laughs> moments in life of a cartwheel, I thought of Mary Lou Renton. I thought of all the things in life. And I thought, you know what? The movie Dumb and Dumber. He walks into the <laughs> restaurant. What does he do? He does a cartwheel and a front roll. And if you look at the Olympics, I did a cartwheel and a front roll. I and I was inspired it. by Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> that's how my mentality, I told you, it's a little bit off. But that's how I was able to, you know, I think. To celebrate, sports, yeah, yeah, celebrate. Yeah, celebrate. Well, well, but in sports, you have to manipulate. Because the fact is, this guy's going to destroy me. You know what? If I stay in the match long enough, you, you I've seen Olympic champions mentally break, yeah, and that's not something easy. Yeah, but nobody's ever believed they could beat Karelin. I think you know during the match, Karelin's like, "I'm going to beat, you know, American. I'm going to beat Rulin." And through the match, he's just like, "I can't. I don't have." Yeah, At thirty second, ten seconds left. Karelin put his head down because he realized he knew he didn't come prepared. For that match yeah. and you know i think you've got to pull in every ounce and you know talking about senior athletes everything else you got to pull in every ounce of energy from good bad high low in every aspect, to make yourself be the competitor you want, and it's all within reason. You know the human body Absolutely. has its breaking points. You can't just train and think it's not no. going to take an effect. The body recovery is
0: important. 100%. All those things, all those things are important. Um, man, I wish we had like two hours to keep talking because because uh, I love this. Um, you, you go on. You want to you want a bronze medal in uh, in Athens, mm-hmm. which is the birthplace of the Olympics. That had to be an amazing experience. Another time, I'm going to have you back, and we want to talk about Athens. I want to talk about, in just a couple of minutes that we have left, what are you doing right now? 51 years old. You're still out there doing stuff.
1: You know, I, I uh, was a head wrestling coach at Harriman High School up in Salt Lake City, and I came down to southern Utah. I have some really good friends down here, and and I got my insurance license. And, you know, I got my real estate license now, and I opened up a youth wrestling club. So yeah. I get to go around and beat up on little kids. And <laughs> I, I, I practice last night. I had practice here at 4.30 this afternoon. I get to go out and coach young wrestlers. Wrestlers. and pay it forward yeah and i'm doing that and and now you know i look at overall you know freestyle wrestling in america is doing really well but greco-roman the style that i won the olympics in yeah. in the world greco-roman's really popular but it's still a not sport. so
0: much here in the states and yeah. so
1: yeah so we're trying to bring awareness back to the sport and so about a year ago you know i offered my services you know i'd like to try to be a part of develop and you know help continue to develop greco-roman america and i basically was kind of told we're not interested in your opinion i'm like well what about these other world? World Champions are from America. Now nah, they're too opinionated. So I'm like, you know what? <laughs> if you're not going to listen to me as a coach. I can still beat these young 20 year old kids. And so now I'm 51 years old. I'm actually training. I was going to compete about a month ago and, and I was about 15 pounds from making weight. And my sister's a cardiologist and she's like, yeah. Ruin, you're not 20 anymore. So, <laughs> you know, I ended up not wrestling. But at the end of the day.
0: Now, this is at the US Open. Yeah. The US this happened Open. in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. Nevada just a, just a few weeks ago. Yeah. About, um, a, about a month ago. Didn't quite make weight. But yeah. just, this is just another little curveball that comes your way.
1: It, 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 it is. But in the capacity, you know, my goal goal is to get healthy I've lost 200 pounds to get back on track you know and I, and I we talked before the interview you know competition in sports it pushes it you you have you. to see something and after I retired I was just happy and content like a happy clam but now I'm like you know what uh, you know, shot, you know, iron sharpens iron. Yeah. I want to compete. I want to get back out there. I'm traveling here in America. I'm going out finding training partners, going out there. And I'm wrestling guys who are half my age half or less age, than half my age. Literally
0: half and probably younger in many cases.
1: Oh, 100%. I got you know, 19 years old. I'm like, you realize I'm almost three times your age. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, exactly. I could be your dad. Yeah. Well, I could be, no, I could be almost your <laughs> you great could grandpa. almost grand. be your, your grandpa. <laughs> to that point, you know, I think. Life is what you make of it. And yeah. for me, I love competing. I'm planning on, you know, wrestling at the US Nationals in December. I'm planning on making the Olympic team next year. Now you have Lopez from Cuba who's won yeah. the last four Olympics. He's yeah. going to go for a fifth Olympics. Yeah.
0: And I just I, saw a story uh, on him the other day. He's Facebook. going for it. Unprecedented.
1: Yeah. Oh, on Facebook. And people are like, where's Rulon? He needs to get back training. And I'm like, I'm coming, baby. You know, I got <laughs> to get my weight down. And, you know, ultimately, you know, like I lost my feeling of my feet for my frostbite. I have a bad shoulder. You know, yeah, I'm 51 yeah. years old, but, you know, I still have a vessel. That I could compete. I may not be the same athlete I was when I was 29 when I won the Olympics, but I can still compete. I can find ways to keep myself. Because my sister, the cardiologist, said, yeah. Rulin, you're going to be dead within five years if you don't change your life. Wrestling, sports, com- competition yeah. has
0: given me a purpose to live. I love it, Rulon. Thank you so much for everything, for coming today certainly, but for everything. A great example, just of grit and determination. We are doing nothing but cheering you on. We want to see you on that Olympic on that Olympic stage once again, and uh, all the best of luck. So you say December. Yep. is uh is the US, u.s nationals okay yep.
1: and then the world and then the olympic trials will be in april and if you look and you watch me at the olympic trials and you see that old geriatric guy walking out there being like <laughs> is that an old man it's like oh no it's just ruling he's just old so that'll be me heading out onto the mat how can people follow you do you have social media yep. uh ruling gardener on facebook ruling Gardner fan page uh ruling gardener gold medal gym um on instagram and yeah, you know, oh, rulinggardener.com,
0: nice. all that fun stuff. Awesome. Ruling, thank you again so much. And best of luck with everything. Thank you. Hey, just to wrap us up here really quickly, a couple of quick reminders. It is time to register for the Huntsman World Senior Games. If you were as inspired as I was listening to Ruling overcome his difficulties, still out there doing his thing, you can experience that same type of feeling at the Huntsman World Senior Games. Check out all the information that you need to know at seniorgames.net. We want to tune, remind you to tune in for our next episode where we're going to meet Jill J. Listen to this, she is an accredited personal trainer with 40 plus years, 40 plus years of experience in fitness and a former competitor herself who was placed in multiple women's figure and bodybuilding events. So we're going to visit with her next week. We want to remind you to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5:30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. We take this live show, we turn it into a podcast, and you can subscribe pretty much anywhere where your favorite podcasts are found. And then you can also find this as well as all of our previous shows right on our website at seniorgames.net once again. So check that out. Today's inspirational thought comes from American actor Robert Urich, who says, a healthy outside starts with the inside. Until next Thursday, stay active.